everyone, and welcome to the InStrive Fat Loss Podcast. My name is Diane. I am your host for the podcast. And as always, I want to thank you for joining us, listening in, and hopefully learning some useful information about diet, nutrition, uh, and weight loss today. So for those of you who do not know much about InStrive, just a quick recap of who we are. InStrive is a natural homeopathic therapeutic weight loss process in which we customize programs to individuals based on regular food you get at any grocery store, no fads, no gimmicks, nothing like that, no medications or stimulants. Uh, and we help your body metabolize fat better so that you can get down to your ideal weight. We get your body chemistry reset, rebooted, revamped. So your body starts working with you again to get that weight off instead of working against you to keep you at the weight that you are currently stuck at or creeping up from now. Uh, if you're interested in scheduling a consultation, we do free consultations with our weight loss specialists. We do those either in office or over Zoom. You can certainly set that up by going to our website, instrivefatloss.com, finding us on Facebook or any of the social media platforms. We're on all of them, guys. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on LinkedIn. We're on uh, yeah, TikTok. You name it, we're on there. So find and strive on your favorite social media platform. Reach out to us and get that consultation scheduled. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic without further delay here. Today, we are going to be talking about 10 ways that you can get rid of that belly fat that I know none of us want for good. And I know that for a lot of us, the appearance is what we're focused on. You know, that excess weight around the midsection is a big concern because we don't really like the way our jeans fit anymore, or we feel like any outfit that we put on doesn't look the way we want it to because we've got this role that we're not happy about. But aside from appearance, the bigger issue is the increased health risks that come with storing excess belly fat. The size of your waist is related to subcutaneous fat underneath your skin and visceral fat even deeper that's surrounding your organs. And although that subcutaneous fat, that's what you see, that's what you notice when you look in the mirror, is annoying and you don't like it, that visceral fat that's deeper down that you're not seeing is really what's the most harmful. A lot of research has been done on that type of fat. And it's proved that excess fat around your organs will dramatically increase your risk of obtaining some metabolic diseases, things like diabetes, fatty liver, heart disease, elevated cholesterol, high blood pressure, polycystic ovary syndrome for us ladies out there. So a lot of reasons you don't want to be carrying around that type of weight. And that excess weight on your stomach also increases your risk of developing sleep apnea, of having joint pain, and of course, it can heighten your risk of different types of cancer. But we all know carrying excess fat is uh, one of the risks. That's one of the reasons that our bodies don't do real good with some of these diseases, and we become at higher risk for developing them, especially if we already have some genetic markers. So what, where's the danger zone? Well, for men, a waist circumference that is starting to creep up toward about 40 inches is going to indicate you have an elevated risk. For women, 35 inches is where that red flag needs to be going up. So if your waist is measuring 35 or higher for a female, 40 or higher for a male, you are in those heightened risk categories. 
Uh, and unfortunately, I know that a lot of us think about, you know, crunches and sit-ups and that type of thing when we're talking about losing belly fat. But the truth is losing weight around that midsection is not as easy as just doing additional sit-ups. When you do sit-ups, you're strengthening those core muscles in the abdomen, which is great. I mean, yeah, that's really good. But that doesn't specifically target the fat or loose skin that's around your stomach. If you're already losing weight, as you lose weight, those abdominal muscles, if you're defining them through exercise, are going to be more prominent. However, they are not the reason your body will shed fat. You, you can't spot target fat with exercise. There are things we can do to spot target fat, and I'm going to talk about one of them later. But exercise is not a way that you really can spot target fat. You can just spot target muscle improvement. You can target a specific muscle group and strengthen it or you know build it up a little bit. All right. So let's talk about these 10 strategies. How do we get rid of this belly fat? Well, the first thing that we at InStrive would recommend is limiting added sugars and high calorie beverages. So limiting sugar coming into your body, especially when we're talking about sweetened drinks, is a big step beverages are tough because you get so much so quick. You don't digest, you just absorb. So if you're drinking, you know, sweetened things like soda and things, juices and things like that, it really is a big hit of sugar to your system all at once. And added sugars, those are often found in processed foods, desserts, things like that. And those type of foods obviously can contribute to weight gain. They increase the risk of some of those chronic diseases that we were just talking about, your heart disease, type 2 diabetes. They have a lot of negative effects on your dental health. So instead of choosing beverages that are sweetened, like the soda, like the fruit juice, better options are, of course, water. And I know you're all probably going, oh, well, what can I drink other than water? Well, don't discount water. I mean, water, if you're not a big, I love water person. I mean, some people are, I'm one of those people. I absolutely would rather drink water than anything else, just for the simple reason that it appeals to me. But I know not everybody is on that same, you know, train when it comes to what they want to drink. Sometimes people feel like they need something that's a little bit different with a little bit of flavor. There are amazing things that you can add to your water that will flavor it, but be okay for you to use and still be on track with your weight loss goals. If you are an InStrive client, ask us, message your counselor, or next time you're at one of your one-on-ones, ask us what we recommend adding to the water. If you are not an InStrive client and you want to know more about that, you can either sign up for a consultation or I can give you a few pointers. I can't shout out specific brand names on here. It's not something that really we're supposed to do, but I can tell you just adding things like lemon, orange, lime, any of those natural things that you can add cucumber slices to your water is going to be okay and a much better option than, um, you know, going with something that's artificial, like a, a powder, you know, or something like that, that you find in the grocery store. Also, if something has artificial sweetener, not going to be a great option. Look for things that are sweetened with stevia. Stevia is a much better option. It's a plant-based sweetener. It will not have the same impact in your body. So by reducing your intake of added sugars and high-calorie beverages, you're going to improve your health and overall well-being. Consuming too much added sugar is absolutely associated with excess weight that's likely to accumulate around your waist. 
sugar sweetened beverages, drinking too much fruit juice, drinking too much soda, all of those things. That is especially harmful in this category because of the reasons I said already. You absorb it fast. It's a lot of sugar all at once. It has a big, big, big impact on blood sugar and insulin. And when you're drinking cal your calories instead of eating them, especially those soda and juices we we're talking about, you don't feel full or satisfied compared to if you were chewing those calories. So you could eat three oranges for the same amount of calories you're going to get in a large glass of orange juice and clearly feel much fuller for a longer period of time. There's fiber, there's other things in there that are making you feel fuller longer. Uh, so that is a big area where if you are someone who consumes or ingests a lot of those kind of things, if you start keeping an eye on it and trying to cut back where you can, you're going to notice some differences in that belly fat. The second thing is to de-stress as often as possible. Stress can lead to the accumulation of belly fat when the, because when the body is under stress, it releases additional cortisol, which is a hormone. And that cortisol, your stress hormone, when it is released, it triggers also the release of glucose into the bloodstream. So that glucose that you're getting that's being, you know, sent out into your bloodstream that isn't really needed is then going to be stored as fat in your abdominal area if it's not being utilized. So further stress, you know, will just keep leading to more and more of that glucose being released. And also it can lead to things like emotional eating. It can result in overeating and weight gain. And if you're trying to reduce the impact of stress on belly fat, I would recommend engaging in some stress reducing activities, whether that be for you exercise, if you like to exercise or you enjoy it, meditation, maybe some deep breathing, talking to your best friend, um, you know, something that de-stresses me, believe it or not, is cooking. I love to cook. If you're someone who enjoys cooking or knitting or playing piano, whatever it is, engage in more of that because it'll help release that stress, help you feel better and help your body be more balanced by not releasing so much of that cortisol, eating a balanced diet, getting enough sleep, avoiding high calorie, sugary foods. These are things that are going to help prevent that buildup of belly fat. We're going to get into them a little deeper though. Eat more fiber. So eating foods that are high in fiber will help you feel fuller longer. That's really the long and short of that one. Foods that are high in uh, soluble fiber, that will slow down the passage of the food from the stomach to the intestine by dissolving in water and forming kind of like a gummy gel that doesn't move as quickly through your body. So your digestive system will move that slower, making you feel fuller longer, meaning that you're probably not going to be getting too much into the snacking on those higher calorie sugary foods that go through your system like lightning. Um, so building a well-balanced diet that's going to include fruits, vegetables, you know, some whole grains is if you're getting into the maintenance area, that is going to lead to lots of good fiber in your diet. And of course, helping you to eat less food in general, especially those processed foods. Next one, limit alcohol. So drinking alcohol can lead to an increase in belly fat because alcohol contains a lot of empty calories, meaning it's going to provide a lot of energy, but no essential nutrients. So when your body consumes alcohol, something a lot of people don't know is it's prioritized for metabolism over other energy sources like carbohydrates and fats. 
So that basically means that the body is going to prioritize breaking down that alcohol, which can take up to three days, three days to metabolize out of your system. And while that's going on, your body is going to store any unused carbohydrate and fat which will contribute to weight gain and an increase in belly fat. I know that all of us have heard or seen people who have what they call that beer belly. They don't maybe eat a lot, but they sure do drink a lot. And boy, you can see it because that unused carb and fat is getting stuck right there on the stomach. Their body is metabolizing alcohol and not metabolizing food. Uh, additionally, Alcohol can lead to poor food choices, eating unhealthy snacks, right? How many times have you had a couple glasses of wine and then everything in the world looks like it's a good idea to snack on? <laughs> you're out with your friends, you're enjoying yourself, you're having a drink or two, and before you know it, you're polishing off those nachos on the table. So you got to be careful. It will lead to some poor food choices. It can also disrupt your sleep patterns. And of course, sleep is a big one. Not getting enough sleep can negatively impact weight loss and your health in general. So to, to minimize that impact of alcohol on belly fat, it is very, very good to limit the amount that you're having or to just avoid it altogether. Choose lower calorie options in moderation if you are drinking. I mean, if you're going to have a drink, there's some better options. Some things are better than others. And if you are an InStrive client and need help knowing what to choose, talk to us. We can help with that. But stick to drinking water or unsweetened beverages instead of alcohol. That's going to help reduce your overall caloric intake and produce and uh, promote, excuse me, weight management in your body. All right, next. Uh, eat protein throughout the day. Eating protein throughout your day can help reduce belly fat in a couple different ways. First, Protein is more satisfying than carbohydrate and fat. It can help control hunger better. It can reduce that overall calorie intake, and it takes a little bit longer to break down in the system. It also will require more energy to be digested than those carbs and fats. So it leads to a higher metabolism and an increased calorie burn because your body has to work a little bit harder to break that protein down. Uh, it also can help build and maintain lean muscle mass, which it will, again, increase your metabolism and promote fat loss. And including that protein into each meal or snack can help to balance those blood sugar levels, which in turn will reduce your cravings and prevent overeating. So aim to have some protein sources with your meals, things like eggs, chicken, fish, dairy, plant-based protein options if you're a vegetarian, those things will help promote weight management and reduce belly fat. So protein, protein, protein. Don't live on it. This isn't the keto diet, but definitely include it as part of your healthy weight loss plan. Choose healthier carbohydrates. So when it comes to losing belly fat, it's not just about cutting out carbs. I know that the keto and Atkins diet are very popular right now. I know that people think that carbohydrates are the enemy but they're really not. And what it comes down to is choosing the right carbs, complex carbohydrates, things like whole grains, legumes, fruits, vegetables. Those are always going to be a better option than simple car carbohydrates like sugar, candy, or, you know, baked goods. 
It's because those complex carbs are digested more slowly. Think about that fiber again, how I said it moves more slowly through your digestive tract. It doesn't rocket through you. And so those complex carbs that are being digested more slowly provide a more sustained energy level, while the simple carbs are broken down very quickly, cause spikes in your blood sugar and insulin levels, and can promote weight gain instead of promoting weight loss. Eating a diet that is rich in fiber-laden complex carbohydrates, along with those proteins and some healthy fats, can help regulate blood sugar levels and promote weight management. Also, when you are choosing a low glycemic carb, like I said, think of your fruits, vegetables, and again, for those of you headed more toward maintenance, whole grains and legumes, it helps to regulate those blood sugar levels, but it also helps to reduce cravings. It helps to support belly fat loss because belly fat is best shed when your blood sugar levels are at a stable place. So it supports belly fat loss. And it's also a great thing because when you're eating in that way, you're limiting or avoiding even highly processed foods. You're choosing nutrient dense foods instead, which is wonderful for your weight and wonderful for your health. All right, guys, next one. Don't skimp on sleep. Sleep plays a crucial role in weight management. That does include belly fat loss. When you don't get enough sleep, it can disrupt your hormones that regulate your appetite and your metabolism. That's going to lead to weight gain and an increase in belly fat. Also, lack of sleep can lead to increased cravings for sugary, high-calorie foods and decreased energy levels. It's going to make it more difficult to engage in physical activity throughout the day. You're going to feel tired, fatigued, low energy. You're not going to feel at your best. You should aim for seven to nine hours of quality sleep each night. That will help your body to regulate hormones, reduce back those cravings, boost up your energy levels, and support your weight management efforts. If you're not sleeping, it's going to be very, very hard to shed excess fat. In addition to that, establishing a consistent sleep routine and creating a relaxing sleep environment might help you improve your sleep quality and, of course, promote fat loss, including in that abdominal area. So getting into a habit, setting up a pattern, something that's consistent for you, that is relaxing, that you enjoy, that's the best way, making sure that you are getting in that good quality sleep and setting your body up for success. All right, next one, keep track of what you eat and any exercise you're doing. Journaling, journaling. And I know that those of you who are InStrive Fat Loss members know that we push journaling. Why? Because keeping a food and or exercise journal can be an effective tool in reducing your overall weight and also in reducing belly fat since that's what we're focusing on today. By tracking what you eat and drink, you can gain a better understanding of your eating habits and identify areas where you need improvement. So that's gonna help you make better food choices. Reduce down your portions if that's the problem. Choose whole foods and limit the high calorie sugary ones. Also, if you are tracking exercise, tracking physical activity can help you stay accountable and increase motivation to stay active. Of course, we know exercise is a great thing for your overall health, and that would include reducing back belly fat, especially if you're combining that with a healthy diet and regular exercise. You know, you can obviously know that that's not a bad thing for you. However, 
let me stress that InStrive is a no exercise required program. If exercise is not your thing, you will still lose that weight. You will still promote belly fat, but tracking what you eat is very important. What I'm looking for you to do by journaling is mainly identify patterns. So if you have patterns in your eating that you can give us or yourself a little insight into on what needs to be worked on, what's working for you as far as your weight loss, what isn't, where are those pitfalls? That information allows for change. It allows for adjustments to be made to your habits that actually will help support your weight loss goals and reduce back your belly fat and overall weight instead of kind of going the other direction. If we don't write it down, if we don't know about it, if we're not aware of it in our conscious mind, it's going to be hard to change. So journal. Curb late night eating. And I'm going to go over some strategies on how to do this because that's easier said than done. I know. But I know with me, and I, I can't speak for all of you, but if you're anything like I am, you might be a little guilty of snacking mindlessly while you are in front of the TV watching your favorite show. That's a hard time for me. If I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching TV and my boys come in and they've got a snack and they put the box in my direction or pass the bowl of popcorn or whatever it might be, it's hard for me to not snack on that with them, especially if I'm mindlessly doing something else. So a lot of ways that we can help with that. One of the big ones is setting a cutoff time for yourself. So if you set like, uh, for example, a, a cutoff, a stop, a hard stop of 6 or 7 p.m. for your eating, then you know that after that time, don't eat anything, whether it's good, bad, Otherwise, you just kind of want to stay away from eating because once you've made that deal with yourself, it's important to keep it. It's important to keep those commitments and promises to yourself. And it will become a good habit. It'll become a habit that you won't really need to think about over time as you continuously do it. Uh, all right. I told you we would talk about some strategies and we are. We're definitely going to talk about some strategies to curb that late night eating and snacking. So the first one is to plan ahead. Have a healthy dinner. And have snacks earlier in the day to help curb your hunger and prevent the desire to overeat at night. Stay hydrated. Drink water throughout the day and before bed to avoid mistaking thirst for hunger, right? We do that. We think we're hungry because we're thirsty. Have a glass of water first. See if it goes away. Avoid triggers. So if your triggers are boredom or stress, we got to look for better ways to cope. Maybe reading, maybe meditating, maybe for you, it is watching that TV program and taking your mind off things, but look for ways to identify your triggers and deal with them. I'll tell you what my trigger is. My trigger, yes. Okay. TV, we already talked about, but that's not my biggest trigger. My biggest trigger is I come home from work and I'm tired and I'm hungry and I have a family to cook for. So I go in the kitchen and I start preparing dinner. And I literally will snack on absolutely anything and everything that is within eyesight and reach. So that for me is a trigger. Being in my kitchen, cooking dinner, feeling tired. That's kind of like my downtime. I'm starting to unwind. But my brain is like, you had a hard day. You deserve this. You still have those Cheez-Its in the pantry. Don't you want to go grab the box? You know where I'm going with this. But that is a big trigger for me. And I found doing this for a living and talking to so many different people. That's a big trigger for a lot of people out there. That after work 
period of time where you get home and it's not necessarily late night when you're just chilling on the couch. It's more that time when you first get home and you're just ready to get into those snacks. You're, you're just ready to kind of run in that kitchen and eat whatever you can get your hands on. So how do I cope with that trigger? Well, for me, the easiest thing to do is to have things in the refrigerator ready to go that are okay to snack on. Whether that be cut up apple slices, cut up vegetables, um, you know, I am more on maintenance, so I might have like a little bit of cheese, an ounce of cheese in there, and you know, some fresh veggies and a little bit of fruit or some almonds, but snacking on that little bit, not a lot, while I'm doing my stuff in the kitchen, it's giving me what I need to fill that void but it's not taking away from my healthy weight loss and or maintenance efforts. Just make sure that you're planning ahead. That's big. Plan ahead for those times when your triggers come up and you have a game plan of how to deal with them. Uh, engage in physical activity. Obviously, regular exercise. We talked a little about it. It can help with reducing stress. Believe it or not, it can increase your feelings of fullness, reduce your urge to eat late at night. Uh, but if you're not an exerciser, it's okay. Just look for ways to be a little more physically active. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Walk your dog around the block instead of just letting him out in your yard. You know, take the the steps down to the basement. And then, you know, before you come back to your seat on the couch, maybe even walk all the way up to the second floor and back down. Just look for small ways that you can increase your physical activity, even if it's very limited ways. Every little bit is going to help. Um, next suggestion I would have is keep those high calorie unhealthy foods out of reach. Kind of what I was saying about my kitchen opt for healthier snacks, such as fruits, vegetables, uh, more so within that eyesight and that reach for you. I always tell my clients that have families and know that they're going to have things in the house that they don't want to eat. I'm going to use an example of like a package of cookies or a bag of chips Put them on a high shelf, somewhere that it's a little inconvenient for you to get them or a low one, right? Put them either up high or down low, somewhere that it's work to go get to those things. Now, you might think to yourself, listen, I don't care where they are. If I know there's Oreos in that house, I'm going to work for them. And that might be the case for you. I am not ashamed to admit there have been times that I have put things out in the car, like left them literally in the back of my car, things the kids snack on, because then I know I'm certainly not going to run out to my car to grab it once I'm settled. And during the day, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not in my car thinking about that snack that's all the way in the back. And if I do remember it, I'm driving. I have no way to get back there and get that out. It's not readily available to me. So make it inconvenient. Make that an inconvenient snack and make the, the snacks that are very good options the ones that are easy to get to. Uh, create a relaxing bedtime routine or ritual. Establish a consistent sleep routine. Obviously, we talked about that. It's going to help reduce stress and prevent late night snacking. But maybe that includes having a nice cup of herbal tea. Maybe that includes winding down with a book or pampering yourself with washing your face and doing a face mask and putting on your favorite lotion or whatever, whatever it is for you that doesn't involve eating, 
establish a consistent sleep routine that will take your mind away from it and also be something else you look forward to that's going to fulfill that serotonin and dopamine release that your snacking is looking to fulfill. Avoid caffeine and alcohol. Both can disrupt your sleep patterns uh, and both can make you crave unhealthy food. So try to do your best to avoid those things when you can. <clears throat> All right, guys, number 10. Last one. I have to mention it. This doesn't mean that it's a requirement. We've kind of already talked about it a few times, but using exercise. Exercise can be a very effective tool in reducing belly fat, not spot training. That's not a possibility, but regular physical activity can help create a caloric deficit, burn fat, build lean muscle mass, all of which can support weight loss and belly fat reduction. There are some exercises that tend to be, you know, better than others for this aerobics, for example, cardiovascular activities, things like walking, cycling, swimming, they help burn calories, they promote weight loss, and that does include in that abdominal area. Resistance training, building muscle through resistance training can increase metabolism and promote fat loss in your abdominals as well. So strength training, weights, um, or even like a total gym, the bands, that kind of stuff. High intensity training or HIT training. HIT is probably not as hard as you think it is. I mean, sure, there's some that's going to be, but it's actually combining short bursts of intense exercise with periods of rest. It's actually a really good way to burn fat and it's not that hard. There's a ton of those high intensity training videos or HIIT videos on YouTube for various body parts, easy to hard. If you look them up, you might find that that's the easiest way for you to get in your physical activity because truthfully, you don't have to even get off your couch to do some of these things. So worth looking up if exercise is not your favorite thing in the world or something you don't feel like you're even capable of doing at the moment. Um, look that up, it might help. Core strength training. So uh, core strength, obviously I mean things like sit-ups, your planks, uh, bridges, stuff that will help to tone and strengthen the abdominal wall. That is not a spot treatment because like I said, you can't spot target fat through exercise, but it is a spot target treatment for strengthening your abdominal muscles. As you are losing weight, as you are losing belly fat, you will have a much more toned stomach if you are doing those types of exercises than if you are not doing those types of exercises. So if that's something you're focused on, if it's something that's of importance to you, it does help in that way. Uh, make sure though, if you are starting some sort of exercise routine, number one, you check with your doctor. If you're not sure if vigorous physical activity is okay for you, please don't start it and then tell your doctor, well, I don't know, that lady on the podcast told me I had to exercise. That is not what the lady on the podcast is telling you. I am actually telling you that if it's something that you do, continue it. If it's something you want to start, check with your doctor, make sure that they're on board and then look for something that is enjoyable and sustainable. Don't become that person who says, I'm going to run two miles every day when you've never even run a quarter mile in your life. That's, that's not going to be sustainable. That is not going to be enjoyable. <laughs> so aim for things that are going to be things you know you can do and stick with that are not going to harm you, that are going to be too much for you. Aerobic activity is a good one. You know, walking, that's considered an aerobic activity. So if walking is where you need to start, that's okay. 
Start where you are, start where you can, build from there. Last thing I wanna talk about is red light therapy. For those of you that are local to an office, if you are within driving distance of an InStrive office, we have them in Muncie and Wilkesbury. We do have the ability to spot target fat. It is through this particular treatment called red light therapy. Red light therapy will reduce inches on the abdomen. It works by opening the fat cell, allowing its contents to drain. So think about kind of like a grape to a raisin and then moving that fat away from the cell opening. And we do that by just a little bit of an after treatment at the facility, nothing invasive, nothing painful. I mean, this is literally like you fall asleep looking at your phone kind of stuff here. This is not something that's going to hurt or, you know, that we have to be cutting you open to do. I mean, it's literally a light. That's it. Uh, once we move you through that next step where we help to move the, the uh, fat away from the cell opening, which is just done by basically we're just doing putting you on a vibration machine. Your body vibrates a little bit and it moves that fat away. That fat will then be lost through your lymphatic system, just like it would be if you lost that through dieting and exercise. It is permanent fat loss as long as you do not gain back weight. If you're gaining weight, we don't kill or damage your cells. You can gain it where you're going to gain it. If your body is prone to storing on your stomach, guess what? If you're gaining 10 pounds, it's coming back. But if you're holding your weight, if you're sustaining that lowered weight, you will not gain those inches back. And the average loss with red light therapy per session is about two to four inches with the most prominent place that people lose being on their stomach. So if belly fat is a concern for you and you're close to the facility, why don't you call our office and find out more about red light therapy and even ask if there's a possibility of getting a free demo to try it out or what we can do there. So Call the office if you're close by, ask about red light, see what it can do for you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the InStride Fat Loss Podcast this week. I hope you learned something. I hope that we set you on the path to getting rid of that unsightly belly fat that I know none of us want. And again, if you are someone who wants to know more about the program, I would highly encourage a one-on-one -on -one consultation. So please reach out to us, Facebook, website, any social media platform. Uh, InStriveFatLoss.com, guys. And I will see you next week on the InStriveFatLoss podcast. Take care.